Welcome back to the Beach Club um, at Reef Knots. Good to have you back, Charlie. Still here. You are um, almost turning into a bit of a permanent fixture in our office now. You seem to be um, taking full advantage of our goodwill, as we do to you. Exactly. By doing this podcast. What goes around comes around. Yeah. I, I can tell you that we had actually got our first genuine pieces of feedback um, okay. last week. Well, it's not the first genuine piece of feedback, but we got... People really getting involved with Patrick's peculiar pub questions. Wicked. We put it on Instagram. We asked people to uh, give us some questions, and and boy, did they. Good, because it was my favourite part of the podcast so far as well. So I've got these questions for you. I'm going to be bringing them up later. I've also come up with some more of my own. Fantastic. And not many of them involve animals. Some of them involve animals. Okay. But not all of them. Wow. as always, uh, you cannot get in contact with us at thebeachclub at reefknots.com. I don't know if that email has ever been used. Well, you could be the first person to use that email. <laughs> um, I, I promise you there'll be a little cheer that goes up around the office when, when suddenly there's a ting in that inbox. <laughs> and um, you can also reach us via our social media channels, via our direct messages, and you can find us with the handle at reefknots. Uh, if not, then this is just a vanity project for you and me, Charlie. Well, we're, we're allowed a vanity project. If we want, yeah, exactly. We're just a two-man crew. <laughs> for now. And we'll sail the high seas. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Right. Peaks and troughs of the week. I am going to start this with a confession. Uh, I totally forgot about it. I haven't done any. So you haven't I've done got, any pizza I've, I've got nothing. I mean, I have had good pits and bad moments of the week, but I haven't, I haven't written them down or prepared them. Well, my peaks and troughs all sort of blended into one emotional documentary viewing, to be oh. honest. One documentary viewing? Uh, did yeah. you do your homework? The homework, the Seaspiracy, which should be called Conspiracy. Yeah. No? So, sometimes you look at things and you go, why didn't they name them that? Exactly. It's like, I won't watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. Because they should have called, called it Karate Adult. <laughs> That's a ridiculous suggestion. And for that reason, I won't watch it. So anyway, going back to my peaks and troughs. Yeah. Seaspiracy, the documentary you yep. told me to watch, yep. was a bit of an emotional roller coaster, really. It well, was... I'm glad, it, I'm glad it, um, it, it, it elicited some emotion from you. Sure. It was fascinating, very entertaining, well shot, well put together but pretty depressing and hard-hitting at the same time. Mm. Um, not for the faint-hearted at all. It's quite interesting because so much of the concern in the ocean has been about plastics for so long. And actually, the far bigger issue is the one of overfishing. Exactly. So I think um, a documentary like Seaspiracy and Netflix getting behind it and, it and it doing really well on the platform is really good because it, it problems in the ocean are really difficult to get people to take notice of. Historically, it was. You know, David Attenborough m- managed it by great visuals and getting people to see the issue. Uh, the problem with overfishing, again, is it's very difficult, you know, because often you're not allowed, you don't, they're not filming what's going on. You, you, people don't get involved in it. It's not pictures of sick children in Africa. It's, it's just the, the ocean and people just assumed for many, many years that everything that going on underneath it was fine. Um, and it isn't. So 
Look, I think I think the documentary is really interesting. Uh, whether or not the conclusions of it, I 100% agree with. Well, they say don't eat fish. The guy who made it was a, is a vegan, so his takeaway was stop eating fish. And I think that's an unrealistic goal to get to, really. It, I mean, look, fish um, f- is the most important form of protein in the world, especially for poorer countries. It's not a solution to say don't eat fish. Well, did you see? Did you see the part when the poor fishermen were going up to the arrested illegal boats and asking for food out of their catch because yeah. they've just come in and clearly these guys' ancestors and ancestors' ancestors yeah. were always fishing these grounds in their little wooden boats. All of a sudden, here comes these militarized, government-subsidized killing machines yeah. that just scoop up everything right. and leave nothing left. Exactly, and you know you have huge industrial-sized fishing massive subsidies the subsidies that are given to um to fishing fleets uh, amount to something in the region of 25 billion pounds which is effectively the number that people assume that you could end world hunger with so that's you know some of the imbalances in 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 this are crazy you know they have nets that you could catch multiple jumbo jets in they're so big just trawling and dredging the oceans and you know quite frankly that isn't sustainable and 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 if those practices continue we will get to a point where there are no fish in the world and people will go where's all my sushi and you'll be going there's nothing left guys it's got you've eaten it it's gone well there's not it's not just the sea as well the sea has such a big impact on the rest of the planet yeah the the co2 and the oxygen that comes in and out of the sea is yeah, what we need to survive. Yeah, and I, I mean the, the the oceans absorb carbon. It's, I've actually got a note here: ninety three percent of CO two gets absorbed by the ocean. Yeah. and when you dredge the bottom of the ocean, it brings a lot of that up and causes huge um, carbon release. So, look, I think there's uh, the solutions to 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 the problems in the ocean regarding overfishing are ones that are solved by politics, by mm. pressurizing governments into into uh, banning fishing practices in, in certain parts of the ocean. There was a study in California where they said that if you banned fishing in 5% of the ocean, global uh, catches would go up by 20%. So th- th- it is possible to make a sustainable system. The, the Blue Marine Foundation, who is a charity that we've supported since we, ab- since we started, and they are almost entirely focused on this issue of overfishing, uh, they aim to get 30% of the world's oceans protected by 2030 and if that is the case then you have a far more sustainable system and fishing has to get less industrial more small scale and you know and and we've got to end things like these subsidies for fishing fleets but my advice would be if you've seen that documentary and you want to do something about it go to the blue marine foundation website see what they're doing how they can get involved um, they're raising money. They're a small organisation, but they have huge, huge impacts on on what can be done. And this is a solvable problem, but the time will run out. So my takeaway is I don't see the solution quite as simply as they do in that documentary, but I'm thrilled that a light is being shone on that issue. So mm. hopefully it'll help people like Blue do a better job. But even going back to what you said about plastics... 46% of the Great Pacific garbage patch. You're a stat machine I'm today, I'm a stat Charlie. machine. I did some preparation. <laughs> Look at me go, Patrick. Yeah. 
is made up of fishing nets and fishing equipment. So one of the biggest causes of plastic pollution is fishing as well. So yeah, it's kind I mean, of like- look, we, we recycle plastic here. Um, we recycle ocean plastic and the very, very large part of um, our plastic is made up of fishing nets. It's the most common plastic mm. that you find in the oceans. It's not necessarily straws and, mm. and Coca-Cola bottles. Um, other brands are available. So, um, look, I, it, it's, it, it's a very, very complex problem that isn't solved with a, simple, with a simple fix. But there are people that are really specialist and really care about it. And, and um, they're the people where we direct our money and direct our focus so that they can, they can find a solution. Fingers crossed for the Blue Marine Foundation. It's the moment we've all been waiting for, Charlie. It's time for the return of Patrick's peculiar pub questions. Fantastic. I really enjoyed this last week. So they're not they're not actually all my pub questions this week. Some of them have been sent in. Are you saying we've got Listener interaction going on. Listener interaction. I mean, we're... And you didn't make this up. It's basically like a radio show. And it's not my mum. Yep. I've got quite a few this week, so we can really get into it. Well, let's get into it, buddy. What are we waiting for? The first one... Sorry, I just read some of them. The first one. um, Would you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven? Everything else in my life is the same. Yeah. I'm just either really tall or really small. Yeah. I'd have really to. tall or really small <laughs> I'd have to be tall would you? yeah I'd back myself to make it into the NBA at that, that height yeah, yeah yeah I could probably hit a golf ball further get some special golf clubs I think the sport mad you need some golf clubs <laughs> yeah um, yeah tall easy that for me how about you? I don't know really I think I think tall is just so it's just physically so much of you that it might when you're when you're seven foot seven. But think of the active calories. <clears throat> you're on one walk. You'd burn yeah hundreds maybe. So tall, short. I I don't know. I think it, for me it feels quite even. If I was tall <clears throat> and you were short, that I think would probably go viral. What <laughs> this podcast? In this podcast has one. Re- <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for tall on that one. Okay. Okay. Next question. Would you rather have legs as long as your fingers or fingers as long as your legs? I don't know why the questions this week are just basically around how big and short things are. You, are, you do like to have a topic and yeah. stick around it, don't it's you? My tall, it's is the next one... It's my big and small thing. <laughs> okay. I don't think you could do much with fingers as long as your legs. <laughs> Unless you had a really sort of big piano. It would be extraordinary thing to I, see I would <laughs> it would be an extraordinary thing to see but not an extraordinary thing to possess but then you've got thing, you've got legs as this long yeah that's basically like having no legs essentially <laughs> yeah or you could just get some sort of bio, bionic legs yeah I think I'd go for the short legs that you use your feet little feet to control oh your feet are small as well what I don't know <laughs> I mean it would be quite weird if you had legs that long and then, re- and then normal-sized feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole situation is quite strange, it, really, isn't it? It is really quite strange. I don't know. I mean, the fingers. Yeah, I think we'd go with the legs thing. I yeah, think we'd you go can do much thing. with long fingers, I don't think. Okay. You look like salad fingers. You've seen that. How many chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? Or if they were all really angry? We've got a raging band of chickens. What, like, and they're like, roosters that elephant- are quite savage, though. Yeah. Like, is it a rooster? Sure. 
oh, you wouldn't need many roosters. Okay. I think if the roosters were willing to sort of Japanese-style Pearl Harbor, like sabotage, all just go for the mouth and just go down its throat. <laughs> like six six savage roosters trying to get in an elephant's mouth. Sorry, we're making chicken tactics now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd have to be put their life on the line. I reckon 10 of them straight in. 10 roosters can take down an elephant. If they all just charged into its mouth. And have went you ever down. been near an elephant? Yeah. Does the elephant know they're that... They're massive. Yeah, but they don't mind like birds pecking them on the back. So yeah, they'll, they'll so think these 10 chicken, roosters are not going to be a problem. Yeah, they'll think, oh, just classic rooster. And then the roosters were just... All going just go absolutely ninja the, on their mouth. In the mouth. So ten. You think the mouth is the weak point that the roosters have well, to... Well, the mouth and throat. Yeah. You couldn't get to its brain or its... They're incredibly tough elephants. Their skin yeah, is but like... the mouth is not. Its throat. With... I think it's going to take more than ten roosters to kill an elephant. In its Could throat. you drown an elephant in chickens? Oh, well, then you'd need hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. They just yeah. go around it. Yeah. yeah. There's that tactic. Yeah. Like a foam pit, but it would be like a chicken pit, and we could chuck the elephant in. And the elephant would suffocate. You said we weren't going to be killing animals yeah, this we're not. Week. Okay. <laughs> Next oh. question. What sport do you think it would be funny to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? I mean, I can... Well, I, I, professionals? Yeah. So they're not professional drinkers playing sports? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to say, look, you've got to have... Four pints before you start, and that's going to add a, a new level. Four to pints the sport. of what? Guinness, obviously. What else? <laughs> Thanks, Guinness. Probably the hundred meter sprint would be quite good. That would be good. But I don't think four pints. I think I'd probably be pretty quick after four pints. Um, we can we I can think, make it more. We I can think make we need more. to make it more. Yeah. Okay. So what? 14, eight, eight 14, pints. Fourteen pints. Fourteen pints. <laughs> I'm thinking winter sports. So skiing. The, you know, the, re- the reason you watch skiing on TV is to see high-speed crashes. The, ex- okay, the danger of it being there is one of the reasons why you watch it, because it's really dangerous. So I think adding alcohol to that just makes them just a little bit more bullish. It just They're operating at the line, mm. and this will op- make them operate <laughs> quite far past the line. Yeah, I, uh, have you ever tried to ski under influence? I don't think I've ever tried to ski any other way. <laughs> Is there another way? I think F1, yeah, I think F1 could be an interesting one, actually. Yeah, I don't, think we can, I don't think we can... Um, um, endorse promote, drink driving. Endorse drink driving. Uh, what, and you can endorse killing animals and... No. Yeah, I suppose the lines are getting blurred. <laughs> they are. Um, Next question. Okay. Um, what would you rather have as a roommate? A goat or a bird? What kind of bird? A crow. A crow, yeah, or a goat. You got to live in there. Like, like, let's say you got to do your mandatory isolation for ten days in a hotel. You got to either do it with a goat in your room or with a bird in your room. Is it a female goat that I can milk? <sighs> that's a. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the question. It's random. It might be. It might not. You, you have to make the decision before you know. Is it just like you run of the mill goat and you run of the mill crow? You don't have any sort of roommate bond with them like you can't the crow wouldn't like be your mate <laughs> no you're not mates with the, with the with the animal it's an animal well I think the crow would just stay out of my way a bit I think goats could be they, they goats I'm thinking eat. about ma- them, I'm goats. thinking about them making a mess we had some goats once and they were we had to get rid of them because they made too much mess jumping around eating everything just okay. they're bullish they, they, they will, you'll become the goats <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the crow would become my <laughs> okay Okay. Um, what 
is the most boring sport to watch? The most boring sport to watch? This is actually quite like... Yeah, this is straight down the barrel. Straight down the barrel. Don't worry, the next one's not. <laughs> the most boring sport to watch? I don't have an answer. I'm thinking baseball. Oh, right. Baseball, for me, strikes me as a sport where it's more difficult to hit it than it is to pitch it. So uh, no one ever hits it. So there's just the sort of promise of action, but no real action. Well, I've never seen baseball. That's probably some. That's probably for that I went reason. I to see a Yankees game once. It was the longest uh, time of my life. It, it, I literally, almost, at one point, I felt that time was going backwards. It was so painful. <laughs> so you love NFL, and I'm a lover of sport, but I, I can't get baseball. So you love NFL but hate baseball. Uh, it's a bit like a penalty shootout with a huge goal. They're always going to score. What, and pitch? amazingly, once like in an hour or every two hours, that's a great save. they might save it. And that's the, and that's the game. It. Doesn't seem like much of a game to me. Yeah. Um, it's too difficult on one side. So they need to make the ball bigger, basically. Yeah, ma- massive baseball. Or, or, um, or get uh, the pitcher drunk before he plays. Yeah, or a mandatory amount of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds good. <laughs> Would you only rather be able to whisper... Or only be able to shout. <laughs> Wherever you went, it's got to be whisper. Yeah, it's got to be whisper. You can you, you can get by with whispering. Yeah, I think you could you know make friends whispering. Let it come over. Yeah. Whereas shouting, you, you, you think it would elicit trust in people. Yeah, people would. And then like, if you just said like, I've got a, I smoked too much when I was young. I can yeah. only whisper. They'd be yeah. like, you know, yeah, you idiot. But. Shouting's just quite <laughs> full on yeah. for people. You'd have to stand like. Yeah. 30 metres away for, yeah. for anything to happen. Yeah. I think I think I agree with you on Whisper. that. Whisper. I mean, you wouldn't be very good at nightclubs. You can actually be I don't very... really go to nightclubs, so... It no, it's... no one goes to nightclubs anymore. No. I think you can be quite persuasive with a whisper as well. It can be okay. quite sort of... Yeah, so you might be able to use it to your favour. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? How much do I win in the lottery? And how long am I living? Because what if I die tomorrow? 25 million. And how long? How long? Live twice as long as a normal human. So you live to 140. Five. Would you think 70 is an average age for someone? <laughs> you get <getting> there. <laughs> you live twice as long as a normal person, yeah. or you win the lottery. Do you age? Do million. you age twice as slowly so you don't look like a f- decrepit yeah, yeah, corpse? Just t- slowly turn into a yeah, into a pebble. No, you've got to. You, you're gonna. You're gonna grow old slowly. It brings with it yeah, its own that. problems. Take that, take that. No amount. You'd of, live longer. In the in the words of Tony Stark, Patrick, mm. no amount of money ever bought a second of time. No. So I'd take all the time, not the money. Would you? Yeah. I'd take the money. Oh, right. If you took away the importance of time, then your life suddenly becomes a bit less, everything becomes less important. Mm. It, it's, that, it's that overriding I have. nagging of you've only got a finite amount of time that makes you do things. Yeah, Otherwise, true. you'd just be like, oh, well, I'll start a company in 10 years' time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, won't, uh, I won't learn that. I'll learn that in the future. Yeah. I think it takes mm. away a lot of your, like, I've got to get this done. I've got to go. I've got to go. So yeah. I'll definitely, I'll win the lottery and just be like, let's go. I, now you say that, I'm probably with you on it's that. It's because I'm wiser than you, Charlie. Well, there I'm you wiser. go. Yeah. I'll take the money. <laughs> Fitness and style, Charlie. I'll throw it over to you. Where do you want me to start? Fitness or style? Let's. I'm interested in fitness. Okay. After you talked about uh, imbalances, imbalances last week, um, I've been thinking about my shoulder all week, and at one point I could swear that my arm was going numb. 
Why? Because I thought maybe I've it's just completely out of place and it's now do, uh, you've almost made me paranoid about it. Well, fortunately for you, Patrick, I've got all the solutions this week for that's what I need. back and shoulder imbalances because this is a big thing. This is exactly what I need. Yeah, this is exactly what you need, and it's called being kyphotic. Okay, and it I spell that K Y P H O T I C. Okay. Also known as... The only reason I write that down is because I'm going to have to look it up on Google. That's fine. Just, just to do some extra intel. So it's commonly known as bad posture. Okay. Yeah. Coming from slouching, okay? I don't call it that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know when you, like the hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah. A lot of sitting down. This yeah. Is, this is all part of the same puzzle. Yeah. And today I'm hopefully going to give you the solution. Do you know what I think it is a lot? Is using a mouse and just like... It is. Just... Or carrying a bag on one side. Yeah, I do that. It's... it's You've got to stand strong, okay? okay? And you've got to have symmetry and strength from either side. Okay. So how you get that, Patrick? A backpack. Yes. Backpack, backpack. But a well-fitted one. Okay. So you've got to strengthen your upper and your lower back, really. This is, I mean, it's no great science, but your upper and your lower back. Starting mm. with your lower back, yeah. okay? So we've touched on this before. Oh, yeah, we have. Your, uh, your abs, your glutes, and your lower back can be very easily strengthened through planking. Yeah. Through a glute bridge, that's yeah. when you lie on your back and you pelvis glute bridge, Google it, but you're like a bridge. Yeah. Legs up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. And dead bugs, which is you lie on your back like a bug and you just put left arm, right leg. That's my right arm. Yeah. And then the other ones, okay? So, so it's, it's not what, quite stretching, it's more okay. working out. And then when you're warm and yeah. your muscles are firing, then you start stretching. Okay. A lot of people stretch when they're cold and it's, mm. it's not good. Okay. Your upper back, you need to buy one of those rubber bands, okay? Mm. You need to do a thing called face pulls. Okay. So you get it around a banister or something, and you just, it's just what it says on the tin. It is quite scary. Funny enough, think, that's what my physio was told me to do when I didn't do the physio. Sounds like a good bloke. Yeah. So anyway, it does feel a bit scary because you feel like, okay, if I haven't tied this onto the banister, right. Right, I am going to get... Or if my banister's dodgy, it's coming <laughs> at, at me at pace. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a face yeah. pull. But it's worth it. So that just really strengthens the top yeah. of your back and keeps that I, posture. It is this movement, I think. It is. Yeah. And the, the only way you can fix these imbalances is by strengthening your body and holding it properly. Mm. The bad posture also starts to shorten your chest muscles as well, yep. which is terrible in, in so many accounts. So to do that, you can stretch out on doors, at doors and walls, you know, just mm. like so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Foam rollers, yeah. also great for your upper back. Also, there's one here that I actually didn't mention. It's the child's pose, yeah. but with your fingers. So, you know, and you, it's a really easy one. You know, like you lie down, you stretch out like that, yeah, but yeah. you press with your fingers, yeah. and it brings your shoulders back, and then the overhead stretch like this one. Mm. I mean, I can feel, I've got an imbalance in my shoulders as well, mm. and I can feel that this right side's not mm. quite semi, do it. Yeah, can you feel, can you feel a slight? Uh, no. You can't. This arm's numb. <laughs> well, then you should get that checked out. <laughs> so it's strengthening my lower back, strengthening my upper back, stretches, these movements. The face pulls will transform your yeah. posture, okay. for sure. And I'm going to look up kyph kyphotic. Yeah. A lot of people I'm also kyphotic. going to note that down in my Scrabble book. Hunchback of Notre Dame yeah. is kyphotic. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be that. No, I don't want to be that. I want to be that. Yeah. Okay, good. 
So that's our first imbalance solution. Um, tune in next week for another pointless tip on your. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, are we moving on to start? I think this one's just as bad this week as well. Is Sorry, it? Rach. Actually, this is a little. Um, what's the word when you give a little preempt for what's happening next week? Sneak peek. Sneak peek. Taster. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Rach is coming on to our podcast next week. Really? Are you abandoning your style tips now in completion? (laughs) I am hoping she's going to back me up slash tell me where I'm going wrong with it. But this week she... It does feel slightly like um, when we listen to your style and fitness tips, it's a bit like watching a fish that's hopped out of a (laughs) pond that's just flapping around on the floor. And it's... (laughs) But anyway, we're going, we're rolling with them. Oh, all the all the knowledge is there. It's yeah. just not mine. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite hard to deliver it. Sometimes. So we're going to the source of the night. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. She's keen. She's actually a Beach Club avid listener. Is she? Yeah. She listens to them all. Looking <laughs> having you on. <laughs> right, let's go for style. Style tip. So basically you need to colour your wardrobe right now. Colour it. Yeah. Cull. Oh cull. Yeah, get rid right. of all get the Get rid of it. Now's the time for a fresh start and it's very hard to buy new clothes if mm. you're getting stacked Listen, up with all this old you're, stuff. You're preaching to the choir here, mate. I run a, f- a clothing company. It's always time to get rid of your wardrobe and yeah. buy new stuff. Exactly. thought you might like this one. Yep. So, for all you men out there, check every single cuff and collar of everything you've got. If they're scuffed, if they're frayed, if they're grubby, get rid. That's the first one. Yep. Get rid of anything with bad collars or yep. cuffs. Because I agree with that. You, you just look scruffy. You just look scruffy. Exactly. The second one is, if you haven't worn it since 2019, yeah. get rid of it. Or give it to charity. It's been a bit of a global pandemic since then. I think, well, I think yeah, that's why I said 2019, 2020, it's a write-off. So. What? so if you wore it in 2019, it, it counts? Yeah, you keep okay. it. But if 20, so 2018 and before, Okay. get rid. Or give to charity. I think it's good so that we clarify these points. Yeah. But, you know, I would give a bit of advice that sometimes you get a bit emotionally attached to clothing for no reason. Mm. So if you're doing this wardrobe curl... I've got t-shirts from when I was 18. I think, oh yeah, I just, that just reminds me of like good times. And it sits in the box and I've never thrown it away and I'm never going to wear it again. But well, your it's boys just, might wear it, it But it's soon. just a record of, a bit of a record of my life. Yeah, your boys might wear that soon though. No? Are they going to wear my Kiwi Experience um, t-shirt from uh, Drunken Gap here? Probably not. No, maybe not. But what I would say is yep. have a friend with you to do this because they will give you advice on what to throw out and what, what silly to keep. Yep. You know? They can be a bit more ruthless. Okay. And just on that point, a sneaky trick, if you hang all your clothes up, turn them all one way on the hanger Yeah. and then when you wear them and put them back, yeah. put it the other way, this way you'll know what you've worn and what you haven't. In six months' time, Get all the ones that are facing the way they were started with and get rid of them. This okay. is a little bit like the freezer freezer comment. And if you want to take yeah. it up with Rach next week, please do. No, I'm not sure men would ever do that, would they? No, probably not. To be honest, today's style tip is basically Bottom. get rid of the old and make room for the new. It's fine. I think that's we basically... Could have, could have saved a bit of time. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to try a exciting drink? Even more exciting than Guinness? Uh, yes. Ugh. So this was them. something that was introduced to me by a Hungarian lady. Wow. And she once gave me a bottle of this stuff, which is called 
Unicum. 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 I have a bottle here for you, Charlie. Unicum. 17.90. So you'll notice it's got a, a medicinal X on the front. Is that Swiss? Um, it, might, it might have healing properly, properties. No, it's Hungarian. It's Hungarian. Oh, Budapest, yeah. Uh, I'm going to read you some information about it. It is a, it's described as a less aggressive than Fernet, which must be a Hungarian drink, uh, yet beefier than Jägermeister. I it had a little look of Jäger about it. Yeah. It's uh, laced with subtle piney eucalyptus notes. Okay. Uh, a taste that grows delightfully more palatable with each sip. I went on to a website and thought, let's, let's see what other people say about it. It's got a bit of a legendary status, this stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone's put a lovely review here. Um, I helped polish off a bottle of this stuff at a mate's Hungarian night. I was sent home in a taxi wearing slippers and carrying a bucket. (laughs) Unicum should not be seen as a drink, more of a medicine. If you're feeling a bit peaky, it's like drinking the magic potion in Asterix books. That, I can live, I like that review. Should we get, should we try? I'm definitely going to try this. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Hungarian's finest, Hungary's finest. It's meant to be the national drink of women in Hungary, I think. Cheers. Are you going to do the whole thing? No, I'm not doing no, the whole thing. No, no. Well, I don't know. I'll just see. Cheers. Good. Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. It's not like Jägermeister. <laughs> it's like fortified earwax. Oh, I'm not going to go in for seconds on that one. Mate. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> Someone else has put here. It kills all known living organisms. If that is the national drink of Hungary, uh, a national drink of women in Hungary, I mean, they must be made from asbestos because that is... It's really hanging around, actually. How much of yours did you drink? Oh, yeah. That's like Jäger, Jägermeister's evil brother. It's really not... I feel, I feel like it's still going to be with me tonight. Okay. Um, Should we end things there? Yeah, I think on that note, let's, um, let's draw close to this podcast. Um, the Beach Club at reachnots.com. Um, or just DM us, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go and get a glass of water.